whenever you're ready. Oh <laughs> my God. Jessica. I've never been called a fox. <laughs> Dana. That's a classy name for a Harry. I like it classic. Okay. Do you? <laughs> Welcome to the Rants and Raves podcast. Sure. Out with the bad and in with the good, motherfuckers. That's right. Jessica. Dana. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Thank you. I am consciously trying to not do my usual laugh, which I think I kind of try to hold back on my my foghorn laugh because I hear it now so much. So what? And it's so horrifying. No, it's the... (laughs) There's like a weird, drawn out, gross, guttural... No, I don't accept that. Can I tell you why? <laughs> My mother, God love her, I'm not talking poorly about her, but let's be honest, all moms give us some kind of hope. complex. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> My mom hated. My laugh and probably my sister's, but she said it to me more, only because probably I did it more. And my other sister was like, I'm not going to put myself in the firing line. <laughs> she used to say, oh, that laugh, that laugh. <laughs> right? And I had a complex about it for years. I am fully aware I have a hideous laugh. And I love people, it. Some people might not want to be my friend because of it. You know what? <laughs> That's your loss. Because happiness is happiness, whether it's ugly or pretty. Okay? I think I don't you're laughing. Want to hear you say, I'm trying to stop my laugh because of how, because I heard it again. Do you understand me, friend? Your laugh sounds like an adorable little munchkin. Mine sounds like a gremlin getting choked out. You know, I have that laugh that is the scream, the... Like, I have such an evil laugh. There's the laugh of, like, Dana's politely laughing at you. There's the laugh of... Dana finds that kind of funny. Then there's the laugh of Dana is up to something evil. Yes. Like I have, I have categories of laughs and so do you and <laughs> ain't none of them ugly. So get off of that and don't try and temper your laughs. All right. We need laughs. They're infectious. Why do you think we love babies? They poop, they puke, they cry, but oh, when they laugh, <laughs> we love it. <laughs> It is your laugh. I have a complex about my laugh too because I get glared at, including by my husband sometimes. But well, I'm aware. Especially if I'm in public. Also, you have anyway. My point is laughter is infectious. It's a sign that we're enjoying ourselves. Yes. It spreads to others. Listen, I always knew if you were at a show. I mean, everybody's (laughs) told you that for years. You have an identifiable laugh. And sometimes that gets you in trouble if something's not funny. Uh-huh. But it's also so endearing and makes people feel connected to you. Like anyone who doesn't like your loud laughter is not your people's. So I know, that's, that's all I have to say. Jessica, <laughs> I just scolded you about your own happiness. What's wrong with me? <laughs> you know what? This is a very good point, though. And seriously, laughing is one of the few things in general, but especially these days that A, breaks up the insanity, and B, does make you feel better, 
right? God, yes. It really, that old <sighs> adage really is true. Like laughter is the best medicine. Yes. It is. I mean, even in situations that are not funny, sometimes sure. you start laughing. Yes. It's like you can't help but laugh with the people around you. I Absolutely. Just, so, you know, I'm always on the lookout for weird facts and stuff for the end mm-hmm. of the show for the point to ponder. And I actually read one that said one of our defense mechanisms as humans, the reason that we laugh when we're tickled Mm-hmm. Is it is an auto response of uh, hmm. I could get hurt, but when we get nervous, we laugh. Well, that's our body trying to like help us mm-hmm. manage a situation or a, or a thing that we're going through. You know, some people when they get scared, they laugh. It's like sure. just think of the power of that. That's our body's own tool of trying to help us get out of a, a totally place or situation. So don't don't ever edit that. Just don't well. <laughs> It's definitely uh, on the list of editing. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I don't think so. I, I find that, you know, I'm obviously close to you. And if I look at all the people that I'm closer with in my inside circle or whatever, mm-hmm. we all laugh crazy. Every one of us. I'm not kidding. I, I can't think of one person. Well, that's not true. My friend Candace doesn't have a crazy laugh, but that's because she's like stunningly gorgeous and has... <laughs> blonde horse hair like whatever she, <laughs> she doesn't she doesn't probably a get mane of gold yeah i know <laughs> if she ever heard this she would be like what are you talking about there's no one whose life is perfect because they have perfect hair but in my mind that's why she doesn't laugh ugly like me <laughs> <laughs> anyway i did think that was an interesting like yes totally jessica how was your week it was really good i oh, i did good. some fun Interesting things this week for once. <laughs> Felt like a really Good. welcomed change. One thing I did is I, you know, I told you I kept, I've told multiple people, but I've told a friend that is very immersed in dog rescue. Please, please, please take me up on it. I may not always be available, but just ask if I'm available, I will do it. She's like, I know this is last minute. What are you doing tomorrow? you know, at such and such time. And I'm like, nothing. What do you need? So I got to go and transport a pup. And it you sent me a picture. <laughs> you guys, I, want, I wanted that baby. You would have. I think there would have been a problem. If you were there, you would have probably <laughs> taken off with it. Because I, in good conscience, had to really check myself and say, wow, this is not my dog. And I can't believe that I did have that moment of, could I take the dog? So <laughs> it, sweet. So good in your car. Those pictures, I was like, that dog is just sitting there so politely. (laughs) Yes. So, you guys, this is something to consider, which, you know, obviously a lot of animals that end up in rescue have been abandoned, neglected, abused. The list goes on and on and on. But something that people don't always realize is that a lot of times dogs that are fully trained, housebroken, have zero issues or behavioral problems. That's because their owners sometimes have unexpectedly died. And there's either a no family or anyone around that can take it or that, Mm -hmm. to be honest, wants a pet. So this was the case. Like when I met up with my friend to give her the dog, I said, what am I missing here? I'm like, she Mm -hmm. is. I said, literally, when they brought her out to me, I was like, I want her. Like it took one second. I was like, I want this dog. Yeah. So cute. So friendly. So well behaved. She goes, is okay. Is there a schnauzer in there? She's, in she, she is a schnauzer. Yeah. Ah. That's Dan Tipton's favorite. 
Oh my God. Well, he would have loved it. Also, she didn't have her ears clipped, which is super cute. You know, there's certain breeds where they do certain yeah. things. She had her little but floppy little ears. Floppies. Yes. Oh, good. This was a case of an owner unexpectedly dying, and the dog was only is only 10 months old and had been oh, baby. through full training. So she is Somebody's smart as a whip. Yeah. Well, that somebody is a family with two little girls. So my friends, like, I just want you to know I'm so appreciative and we did good. And she has now sent me three pictures of that dog with her new family. And oh, I, I can't help, but I'm serious. It actually filled me with joy. I'm like, I really appreciate you sending me the picture. It oh makes me God, yes. really happy to yeah. see her in her new environment. Her forever. So I did that. Yes. That's amazing. So I actually, before we move on in your week, because yes. I want to hear, I actually just want to mention a friend of mine posted this thing. I think we live in California and people are very weird about mm -hmm. their animals. Like for the most part, especially <laughs> in LA, you know, yes. I, when I moved here, I was like, people walk their dogs once a day or more. That's crazy, <laughs> right? Everyone walks their dogs here, but in other parts of the country, animals are maybe more of uh, okay, if they're healthy, fine. If not, let's put them in the creek, right? Kind of thing. <laughs> but my friend posted this thing that said, I really hope, and I do think it's beginning to happen, but she said, mm -hmm. I really hope that the stigma of shelter dogs can die because mm -hmm. people think that shelter dogs um, or rescue dogs are, mm -hmm. any animal are bad or violent or have mm -hmm. too many issues you wouldn't want. And that no. sometimes can be the case. And there are people who are amazing at mm -hmm. rehabilitating animals yes. in that situation. Most of the time, that's not the case. Right. Like you said, unexpected death, people who are moving and cannot have a pet. I mm -hmm. hate that. But listen, I'm sure it happens. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I know when the pandemic happened, so many people released their animals to shelters because right. they couldn't afford upkeep. They had to leave their apartments. They were moving cross-cut, like whatever. Totally. I'm not here to judge what the situation is. I'm just saying let's not have a stigma on shelter animals anymore. Absolutely. What you experienced, I think, is more happens more often than people realize. A hundred percent. And thank you for doing that, Jessica. It's oh like my God, it was my pleasure. And also, I, I can't speak for uh, rescue organizations outside of Los Angeles, but there's a lot here, a lot just mm -hmm. within our county. But something to consider is to a please consider getting a pet in a shelter. There's millions of them across the country. This organization in particular, and there's many that are like this, you want to find one that wants the best for you, the family or the person adopting as well as the pet. So this organization sets you up for success. They give like a huge bag of science diet, which is like one of the best dog foods you can get a leash, a water bowl and food bowl, a crate. I mean, they really set you up. And then that's why they also encourage people to do fostering. Some people, I have a friend who just fosters all the time. He goes, I, that way I always have a dog and I don't have to really get sad because then I, I'm always helping a new one along to find their new home. They will have a dog. You can foster it. And then sometimes they realize, you know what? This isn't working out. Like my friend loves dogs more than anyone I know. She has had some dogs that she has brought into her home where she already has her own dogs that she's adopted. And sometimes it just doesn't work out. 
She had one recently. He just wasn't jiving with her other animals at all. And guess what? She found a couple that happened to have already, this was a yellow lab who was missing his eye and he has brain damage. Sweet as can be. Oh, sweetie. He was just really struggling with her other animals. She happened to find a couple that had just lost their special needs lab and was so open and willing and able to take this dog. And she said, it was, I can't explain to you. She's like, the minute I brought him over to them, he you would have thought he's been there his whole life. It was meant to be. Yeah, that's where he was supposed to be. Totally. So, well, my little Lucy, she yeah, was a, the she sweetest. was a rescue return. She mm-hmm. was rescued and then brought back. And for the life her. of us, we can't figure out why. She's I can't a doll. either. She's a she's sweetheart. Precious. She's so she's well tiny. behaved. She's little. She's so well behaved. She's just yes. a good doggy. She's yep. good. But the reason is, I suppose. Because she was supposed to be with us. Yep. We're her forever home. So totally. I hate that she had to go through that to get to us. I but know. we found her. Totally. And this is where she will live her life with us and our family. Anyway. She's lucky too. Ugh, we're lucky. She brings lots of happiness <laughs> to us. Uh, and also aggravation. Don't get me wrong. There's no pet that's perfect. <laughs> There's no pet no, that's perfect. You know who else isn't perfect? Me. So get over yourself. Uh, <laughs> and what about the rest of your week? You said you okay. had a pretty magical week. I just want to say one other thing. So I keep yeah. this short. If you guys are looking for something to do and especially to have fun, get out of your head, have a bonding experience. And it's also perfect as long as you guys, you know, work it out time-wise. You could do it with family members or friends, both locally or anywhere in the country. A dear friend of mine, five years ago, my friend Summer, who you know as well, Dana, Mm -hmm. she moved to Seattle to start an escape room, like her own business, running escape room. She literally really, really well. She did great. Yes. She has traveled the world doing them and competing in all kinds of things from escape rooms to literally like smaller versions of the amazing race, things like that. So I am not that kind of a brain. She has invited me for years to participate Mm -hmm. with her when she's in town and does them. I'm always invited. Every time she gets the same answer, I say, thank you, but no. And the main reason is, admittedly, my fear of being the weakest link because Mm. my brain doesn't work like that. I can't do word problems. I'm not Mm. a math savvy person. And so I did it with a group of people who have never done an escape room. That kind of took some of the pressure off. I have to tell you guys, it was an absolute blast. Even online? it, we were amazed because I'm like, I don't know how this is going to be. Because and I just mean in general. Escape, yeah. Going to an escape room is always such a great experience because it's yes. like you're in this pretend world. Like I've gone to ones that were old hotels. I've gone to ones oh. that were abandoned mental hospitals. Mm-hmm. Like that is cool. And so therefore oh I've never, God. I'm like, I'm like, I don't know that online's really going to hack it for me. Well, I think you would be so shocked, as were we. So they have gone all out. It, it, it This one is, now I'm mortified that I don't remember the name of the actual game. It's about a magician. And so it's takes place in his dressing room. That's like the main part of where the 
I don't want to give anything away. No, I don't. don't. Talk you through the whole thing. No. It starts off in the magician's dressing room. That's all I'm going to tell you. Um, they have a 360 degree panoramic view for you to go around the room. You can zoom in and click on objects to see them closer. It is incredible. There is a live person that is not pre-recorded. They are live and with you at the location. So that made it super fun and engaging. Mm -hmm. You guys, again, I would do a horrible job of being succinct and I don't want to give it away. It was such a blast. We were laughing our butts off. We, you know, probably took longer than the average group to Who get cares? through it. So I really okay. appreciate I was So dying. there was no time limit? Because sometimes I mean, when you go, <laughs> there's a time limit. To be. Yeah. And I think they were being awfully generous because- <laughs> They knew me and they knew, okay, they're really trying, but they're clearly struggling. <laughs> I also love to dwell. Like I'm that weirdo that will pick the most bizarre and unimportant thing that has nothing to do with it. Like yeah. I read something on a poster on the wall and I'm like, does that have blah, blah, blah. And then I heard myself. I'm like, that, that doesn't even make sense. Like, what am I doing? I focus on the crap that doesn't matter. My point is, we ended up escaping. It was a blast. We had so much fun. The company is called La Curio. L-O-C-U-R-I-O. They have a website. They are based in Seattle. But I'm telling you, I'm so proud of my friend that she has found a way to acquiesce in this pandemic world to yeah. not only make her business hopefully continue to thrive because they were doing so good and literally right before COVID, they had just bought another space to expand and create Ugh. a second room. I mean, they spent yeah. years on, and also everything is done by hand. Like if you saw the clues and the props and all the yeah. magical things they had, incredible. LaCurio.com. They're highly rated. Please, if you want something fun to do for just in general or for a special occasion or you're looking for a birthday gift for something, I don't know. Just do it. It's so fun. And it was a lovely way to connect with people, even though it's online. It really was fun. And that sounds weird, but it did. It's like you and I talking right now. We're apart, but because I'm looking at you, it feels like we're together. Together. You know what I yeah. mean? That's really cool. Yeah. Uh, very and fun. congratulations to Summer, too. That's so awesome. Yes, totally. Cool. How was your week? Well, well, my week doesn't sound as happy as yours. I'm <laughs> sorry. No, it was not. My week was not a total bust. I'm actually, I told Jessica, not even in the green room dump, just like texting. I'm going to mention something a little personal, but I feel like it's really important to share because um, there's some factors in it that I think we all probably kind of deal with on some level in mm -hmm. some arenas. So I did do a lot of really fun stuff. You know, you guys know I've been nesting. I've been working on my house, keeping it all clean, adding plants. I went to a couple of new planty places that were mm -hmm. just magical. I did try to go to Ikea. <laughs> wow. That was the biggest mistake I made. I just thought, I'm going to drove by. And you even warned me because I said, I'm, it's probably not a good idea to go on a Saturday, is it? And you uh. were like, no, probably not, Dana. <laughs> and Dan Tipton told me the same thing. But I Because I've you know done what? it. I've been where you are and I wanted by. to go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I thought, I'm just going to drive by safe. How bad right? can it be? 
Correct. And yeah. it's very deceiving because it's all underground parking. And the way the mm -hmm. new one, it's not even new anymore, but the new one to me yes. in Burbank is you can't really see the building. They have like the front drive up blocked off. Mm -hmm. You just have to go into the underground parking. Well, in the underground parking, it didn't look like chaos. It looked like an under underground parking garage. So here I go trotting up the escalator. As I go up, I see all these tents. Okay. And people are queued up like the zigzag Disney line rides to get into Ikea. Now, Ikea is a huge warehouse. I'm sure that they only allow a certain number of people in. So I get up there. I see a bunch of tents, right? Mm -hmm. Multiple tents. And people are queued up under the tents, zigzag, like Disney ride line style. Insane. And I literally said to – I just go – Oh, fuck no. Like the only reason I would stand in a line anywhere near that right now is for mm -hmm. a vaccine. And even yes. then I'd be like, I feel scared. <laughs> <laughs> yes. but I am not joking when I tell you people were loading up their baby strollers like they were going to live there for a week. Yeah, no, and no, I no. just was like, no. So I literally just turned right back around, got right back on the de-escalator and got in my car, <laughs> got in my car and left. De-escalator. <laughs> oh my God, that's brilliant. Yeah, which then led me to another place called Tansy and Burbank that I had been meaning to go for a long, long time. Magical. Just the cutest, most, it really was magical. It was beautiful. It's a, I said it's a color feast for your eyeballs. Mm -hmm. Plants, um, handmade crafts, very boutique-y. The owner was there. I talked to her. She was lovely. Aww. There's indoor and outdoor. They keep part of the doors completely French, like wide open. Mm -hmm. So it's very airy. There were only three or four of us in there, mm -hmm. but people were coming coming in and out, you know, but anyway, whatever. It was fantastic. My point is one of the reasons I went on that sort of excursion is, and here's where it gets real guys. Mm -hmm. And I'm probably going to cry and you'll understand why. Um, I've been having a real hard time lately with managing my emotions. And there's a lot that's going into that. My, the anniversary of my mom's passing mm -hmm. is coming soon and i'm scared and also i can't remember if we talked about this on the show but in december when dan tipton had covid mm -hmm. i called my doctor and let me just preface by saying i've been with my doctor for probably 12 years mm. i like i i loved her i haven't mm -hmm. had a good relationship with her and then when my mom passed i tried to get some medication before i left that would just kind of help me out I'll just be honest. I, I wanted to, to get Xanax mm -hmm. and because I do have some issues and we'll get into that a little bit. And also I'm not going to spend a ton of time on this. So don't get depressed guys. I'm fine. Um, but what happened was I am on an antidepressant. I'm very open about mm -hmm. that. I always have been. Uh, there's a history of depression in my family. Mm -hmm. I tried to go off of it when I was pregnant. I did go off of it when I was pregnant. Right. And after I had my baby, Remember, I told you there was a point mm -hmm. I called my OBGYN and I said, I think I'm going to have to find something that's safe for me to be on right now while I'm trying right. to breastfeed, which also was a disaster <laughs> um, because I need to figure out if I really do want to murder my husband. Like that's, that's the point I was at. And that nurse was so sweet. She goes, oh, honey, of course, you're not the only one. That's okay. <laughs> um, 
So that was the first time I tried after mm-hmm. having gotten on an antidepressant to get off and it sure. didn't work. And um, in December, when Dan Tipton was diagnosed with COVID, we were not allowed to leave our house. We were all yeah. quarantined with him. And I could not go pick up my medication. And I ran out of antidepressant. And I thought, okay, maybe this is, maybe I'm going to try and get off of it again. There's just something about being on a medication for the rest mm-hmm. of my life that I don't love, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sitting here with tears in my eyes <laughs> to tell you guys if you need it, just get it. Yeah. Because it's out of my system at this point and I'm having a hard time. I'm not suicidal. I'm not running away and hiding, like nothing like that. But I've noticed that my emotions, <laughs> I wish they were emotions. That would mean there was <laughs> champagne, right? Um, <laughs> and a hot man dressed like a superhero. Momoa. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I have found that like I cannot. My emotions are so extreme Mm -hmm. and I noticed last week and like, I don't think about my medication. This isn't some kind of test where I'm like checking Mm -hmm. in day to day, but I noticed this week I was like, holy cow, why are you crying so much? Like Mm -hmm. I would just be driving down the road and think about my mom and start bawling Mm -hmm. or walking through my backyard and all of a sudden just feel so sad and I couldn't figure out why. Mm-hmm. And it still wasn't registering what was happening. I thought it was because I was on my period. Chuck, here's a brag. I'm still fertile. I still have periods. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, our hormones and our emotions get out of whack during that time anyway, mm-hmm. at least for me. I think some people probably uh, don't struggle with it. But for me, it does. Uh, and so I literally fought with Dan Tipton all weekend. And some of it made sense some of it didn't like he did a whole bunch of things for me this weekend that I had been asking him to do for a while you know Mm -hmm. you guys know he built my bike which was Mm -hmm. amazing he got on the roof and sprayed some WD-40 in these turbines that were literally attractive I know we shared our our man (laughs) our man things our husbands did man things all weekend so anyway we got into this big fight and I yelled at him in front of our child, which I never do. I try really, really hard not to. And I had to come back later and say, here's what triggered me and here's why. And that is truth. That mm-hmm. That is real. But I have to be honest with you and tell you something that you don't know. I stopped mm-hmm. taking my antidepressant. And I'm sorry because I feel like um, I can't control my emotions and I was really mean to you and I don't like yelling at you Mm -hmm. and I'm sorry. And he was like, oh, honey, it's okay. And he hugged me and he was like, here's what I did in this situation. It was very healthy. It was wonderful. Mm -hmm. But I still felt yucky afterwards and I feel yucky today. Sure. And so the reason that I didn't do it. And here's the crux of why I want to tell this story. My doctor was very mean to me on a, on a zoom. What do you call that? A tele telehealth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So when I called and said, I need to get COVID tested, my husband's been diagnosed, you know, mm-hmm. uh, my doctor said, well, you're going to have to go to Dodger stadium or something. I can't do that for you. What? And I said, what? I mean, you guys, I have really solid insurance and I have for years and years. I'm tier one SAG. That's one of the one of the things, few things in our career that we're like, thank God. <laughs> and this is your primary provider of years. You're not years a new patient years. trying to no. slide in behind thousands no. of others waiting. 
And when my mom passed and I asked for that medication, they were refusing to give it to me. And I said, I don't have a drug problem. I never ask you for things. I've only one other time ever had Xanax in my life. And it was when a death and I just couldn't, I know I have problems controlling, right? My emotions. And so she, they gave me the day before I left town for my mom's funeral, they called in two pills for me as if I were a drug addict. I was grateful for the two pills. And honestly, that's really all I needed. I just wanted it for one specific point that when I was going to see my mama for the first time. Um, And I'm so grateful I had it because I was able to like just lovingly be Mm -hmm. in that moment. And as you can tell, as a human being, a normal person, I can't do that because I'm not even in that moment right now. And the thought of it is hurting. And I know I'm not the only one. You know, this is not like Dana so special or fragile. This is nothing like that. But my doctor said to me, I don't know what you want me to do. I'm bawling, mind you. And that was her tone with me. And I Mm -hmm. looked at her and I go, is this a joke right now? I said, I'm calling you for help. I live in a postage stamp size house with my husband who I'm worried sick about because he has COVID Mm -hmm. and my nine-year-old child. Mm -hmm. She said, I said, I'm crying here with you. And you're so cold. I literally said this to her Mm -hmm. face. And she goes, I don't know what you want me to do about it, Dana. Everyone's crying. And I said, "What?" (laughs) I said, I know because we're all scared and we need help. And I said, what would have helped from you? What would have ended this conversation five minutes ago is if you had said, I know, Dana, it's crazy. I'm so sorry. I'll have my nurse email you a list of places you can go. That's literally all it would have taken. And I would have been out of her hair because then I got mad and she goes, I said, you want to know what I want from you? What I want from you is I'd like to be able to call my doctor and get help when I need it. Cause this is the third time I've asked you to COVID test me. And you said, no. Mm -hmm. So what are you here for? You don't want to give me medication. You don't want to test me for COVID. What is she there for? Right. It's no, it makes me insane because my neighbor had to be COVID tested. We go to the same doctor. She called him. She was in the same day and they did a test. So first of all, I don't believe it, but I can't speak for your doctor's office, but exactly what you said. She said to me, she did end up explaining later when I got mad. She said, Dana, I could sign you up to get a COVID test and it will take you two weeks to get in here. I don't know why. I have no answers for you, but if that's what you want, I'll do it. That's how she said it to me. And I said, (sighs) of course, you know, that's not what I want. But maybe that explanation would have helped before I got mm-hmm. mad. Mm-hmm. And it's she have goes, two seconds of compassion. Correct. And and listen, I know they're under a lot of stress too. But I wasn't coming at her mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. first until mm-hmm. she was so cold, right? right? So because of that interaction, I decided like it's been bothering me since December, and I am going to switch doctors because I actually filed a complaint and. Not mm-hmm. over, I've not over her specifically. I said, uh, I feel like um, the patient care via the telehealth was pretty disconnected uh, emotionally. Uh, I understand they don't have time for all of that, but an explanation as to why you can't provide services you should be to your patients would mm-hmm. be helpful. So, because of that, when I couldn't pick up my prescription for my antidepressant, they stopped filling it. And oh my God, um, I didn't want to call her. I don't want to talk to her. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
it's scary because I think I'm going to get mad and upset. And I feel like she's probably got enough going on. Like, I don't know what's going on in her life, but Mm -hmm. I am at a point where I'm like, I think I don't like you Mm -hmm. and this is not going to be good for us. Mm -hmm. And so my uh, way of handling things is to avoid. And unfortunately it's gotten me to this place where I'm struggling and I just have to realize that because of my genetic makeup, my mm-hmm. own personal brain chemistry, I can't be without that and sure. and, and be okay. Mm-hmm. And that's okay too. Of so course I it guess is. that's my point. Like, A, take care of yourself, guys. Learn what your body needs and don't be ashamed about it. B, don't be afraid to talk to your doctor. I've never been that person. This mm-hmm. is the first experience I've had with that. Um, and I am going to switch. And then also, did I say B? Did I say A, B, and C or one, two, and three? Because I have three fingers up, but I swear I said, <laughs> I swear I said letters. <laughs> anyway, my last point is take care of yourselves and, and be aware of your own emotions and, and don't beat yourself up for it or, or be embarrassed or hide. Um, this isn't something I would normally talk First. about on a national platform, but I think right now it's really important. Yes. And it was just such, it's had such a powerful impact on how I've been able to operate day to day. If I can save one person from going through that, because mm-hmm. I think generally people look at my life and think she's kind of, she's a train wreck, but she's got a real happy, good life. Mm-hmm. And I do. But if I can't feel that, right. it doesn't mean anything. So totally. anyway. Let's move on. I said well, I wasn't going to talk long about it. <laughs> I do want to say something before we move on really quick. I really, really, really love and commend you for being so honest and open about this. Everybody needs to be able to talk about this kind of stuff. No one should have to feel shamed. There is absolutely a difference between a doctor being honest with a patient and saying, look, you got to make some changes in your life or do the following or look at blah, blah, blah. So we aren't here again in a year or so that you don't have problems or, you know, the list goes on and on and on. But to feel shamed or to feel dismissed is not okay. We've had our share of that with our doctor this year, and we're currently looking for a new doctor too. And I resent the hell out of it. Everyone's stressed. I know it's hard, but there is some weird thing that has been happening with this quick dismissive. And you're not the only one I've heard about this with. It's not okay. And it's not okay when it's coming down to someone's mental health, which affects every aspect of our life. It is no different. Just like Dentistry is no different. So I've said this forever. Why is mental health and dentistry not covered by a lot of insurance and treated as these separate entities when they are 100% part of our makeup and whether you can be okay or not? Mm -hmm. So I love you and I love you for sharing this. I know, I guarantee so many more people than we realize need to hear this and are in the same position. Also, as somebody who has been on and off those throughout my life. I can tell you, if I went one, I couldn't even go a day. If I didn't have my medication at the same time every day, I used to take my pill, I think by 11 a.m. every morning. Mm -hmm. If I didn't, I was so lightheaded and disoriented. I know you know this. Those are not things meant to be gone off cold turkey, if you will, Right. right? Right. So that's another thing that doctors should be stressing to patients no matter what mm-hmm. call me i'm here if you well, need anything just, because it no one should the, be having to stop that abruptly it's too 
taxing on on your mind. Well, and I'm sure people will say, well, why didn't you just ask somebody to go pick it up for you, Dana? That It's hard. <laughs> I was in such yeah. a crazy place. Um, I didn't want to ask anybody for anything. And we yeah. really didn't, you know. I just kind of figured it out. I had a couple people that did help me out, you know, and mm -hmm. I, I appreciate it. But as far as me asking someone, mm -hmm. do you know how hard it is to say, hey, can you go pick up my crazy medicine? <laughs> That's not easy. Mm -hmm. And I know it's not crazy medicine, but when I was in that and, and how, how I feel, feel right now, I feel mm -hmm. crazy, you know. Of course. Makes you feel so self-conscious. It's private. Like, yes, there's so and many I, and things. Listen, I appreciate our healthcare workers so much. I can't even fathom what they're going through. One of the things that I said about my doctor, my doctor in particular, and I don't know this, but I do know that there have been a lot of corporate hospital takeovers mm -hmm. in the last few years and that a corporate hospital takeover, they do not care about patients. They care about money. They mm -hmm. will skimp on supplies they will overwork their people till they're burnt out. Mm -hmm. So my particular facility that I go to, it's motion picture, uh, was bought by, I think, UCLA or something. Anyway, mm -hmm. a big corporate entity. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I cannot tell you the drastic changes that have happened in my healthcare availability sure. because sure. of that. And it happens everywhere. And yep. so I want to say, because this is happening, don't forget you may not be their concern. Your wallet is. And so you have to be your own advocate. Yes. And you have to not go, well, maybe I'll just try and go off my antidepressant because I don't really want to be on mm -hmm. drugs forever. And then end up in this crazy place where you're yelling mm -hmm. at your husband in front of your child. Right? And also, I don't feel good. I don't want to feel this way. Right. Physically, it takes a toll on you. Mentally, it takes a toll. So mm -hmm. be your own advocate. Don't be afraid to stand up for yourselves or your friend. Sometimes we just need a friend to go to the doctor with us and say, uh, I'm going to ask this question. Absolutely. <laughs> so, and for anyone listening, just keep that in mind too, to keep checking in a on your friends and your loved ones. And if you are able and you have the means or the time, uh, keep offering to be of help or assistance. I do that to one of my friends who literally lives around the corner from me that has a baby and she is very much like you and will not ask and feels that. I mean, I think in a way, a lot of people have a little bit of that in them. I'm always like, please let me know if you need anything. I'm around. I'm free. Like, this is my obsession now that I, I have to do something with my time. I can't. There's no more wanting. It, the, the honeymoon's over. I don't want to sit around. I don't want to watch TV. None of it. No. I want to do something productive and to help people while, while I can. Okay? Yeah. So... My point of saying this is I kept saying last week, I'm like, are you sure? Do you need anything? Do you need anything? Because her baby was sick. And she's like, no, I'm fine. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I said to her each time when she said no, I said, just remember, if you need anything, anytime, literally, I get a text and it says, I don't want to bother you. I said, just stop. What do you need? And she said, the baby has a fever. I'm home alone. I said, what do you need? She said, In infant Motrin. I said, I will be there in 10 minutes. And I yeah. left my house, went to CVS, got it and dropped it at her door. And she was like, what the hell? I'm like, yep, I'm already gone. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even knock because they have a dog and I didn't want to wake her. I said, I'm in the car. I left it at your door. Bye. 
I mean, the littlest thing, but please offer to help people like smother your friends and loved ones yes. with the offer because I understand I used to be like that too. I'd always be like, no, or I feel bad or I don't want to inconvenience. I'm finally well, like, also- yeah, I do need something. I'm sick. I would love some soup. I finally am that person who will take Good. someone up on the offer. <laughs> Good, because I, I think I get in my head and I think, I should be so ashamed that I'm struggling in any way, be it something I need mentally, right. like what emotionally, whatever. I feel so ashamed because generally speaking, my life is lovely. Is it perfect? No. But holy cow, this is also a social media message because if you follow mm-hmm. me on social media, you're probably like, you dumb bitch, your life is gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, I create it that way because I'm a quasi-public figure. I can't be putting all my dirty laundry out there, at least not the dirty laundry that's not funny. You know right. what I'm saying? No, of course. <laughs> so There's so many layers by- to it. Don't go by what the outside of your friend is. Try and no. feel who your friend is and just put it out there in case there is a day. Because, you know, my my friend Candace, who uh, I said has that beautiful head of horse hair, that blonde <laughs> horse hair, uh, she, we were texting last night and she said, hey, how are you doing? And I said, huh, why am I being weird? <laughs> and she was like, Maybe a little. I am an empath data. Like I had, we had been talking about completely normal, but there was something about how I was text responding Hmm. that was not Dana Mm -hmm. and she picked it up. She picked up on it. Mm -hmm. Right. We got to do that with our friends. We got to do that. Absolutely. Because if she had only gone by, what else can she see but my social media? Because we can't hang out. Then she would have thought, oh, Dana's living her best life. Well, yeah, I am, but I'm also struggling. And don't feel weird about asking a friend, okay? She is a good friend of yours. Oh, God, if I have one regret, it's not addressing that because nobody really like, I mean, some people do, I guess. Most people don't like confrontation. Most people, even with a really close friend or family member, feel like, oh, I don't want to upset them or, oh, I don't want to be inappropriate or, oh, maybe they just want to be left alone. Don't do that. Don't leave that gut feeling you have or the elephant in the room or anything in between because it's just so important i mean i i we could have a whole show just about this subject just well, please i'm begging so far you we, so far we practically have we're like 45 <laughs> minutes in and i was like i'm just gonna mention it a second you guys might have to listen to this episode over a couple of days <laughs> who knows i'm just begging you to do like you just heard Dana say her friend doing saying, uh, are you okay? Pick mm-hmm. up on the clues and the little signals because it's just critical. It's mm-hmm. critical. And I'll you leave don't it at have that. To, you don't have to give too much of yourself. Be aware of that too. Yep. Like, you know, don't, um, don't give too much of yourself to an energy vampire either. Right. You know, have no, some boundaries. Totally. Have some boundaries. There's two sides to that coin. But anyway, I hope nobody's struggling. But if you are, I don't know. I just said a bunch of crap. Maybe it'll help you. I don't know. (laughs) God. (laughs) I am not quick right now. I am not. (laughs) Anyway, let's move on. Well, Um, now you can go right into your rant. My rant. This is from a listener. And it's very, I felt like it was kismet because this listener sent us this rant (laughs) and it got into my mailbox, which doesn't always happen. It Mm. usually goes just to rants and raves. Mm -hmm. For some reason, this one came to me too, Hmm. privately. 
And I was like, that's weird. And then I read it and I was like, holy cow, I just watched a video about something relating to this. So mm-hmm. I emailed you and said, I kind of think we have to talk about this. So let me yeah. read this rant. Thank you, by the way, from the listener. Hi, ladies. This may be controversial. Ooh, I love something that starts <laughs> like that. But I'm going to go for it. Trigger warning. Okay. Which probably we should have gave a trigger warning at the top of the episode anyway. <laughs> um, diet talk. So this is diet talk. I am so sick of the keto cult. I have never, if I never have to hear about people counting carbs and sugar grams, it would be way too soon. Fad diets have been around forever. And this one just happens to be the one that's taken over everything. Literally everything is branded low carb keto these days. And I'm sick of it. Eat the damn bread. Nutritionists will even tell you that you can eat bread and pasta and other flour-based foods that bring us joy. It's another way the diet industry profits off of people hating their bodies, and I'm truly over it. Diets don't work, and keto is no exception. Yes, we all have that friend who lost 50 pounds on it, but you better believe they gained some or all of it back when they realized this was no way to live. Why? Because bread is delicious. (laughs) And we celebrate with cake for a reason. Food brings us joy and we need to focus on a healthy relationship rather than letting society tell us that we need to lose weight. I could literally rant about this all day, but I'll stop here. There are some things that have lit this fire in me and I'm trying to get it out there. But honestly, if living the diet life makes you truly happy, then go for it. Just don't shove it in my face because you think you're superior. It's problematic and we have a long way to go with body acceptance. So I'll leave you with this message. Your body is beautiful and strong and capable. Your podcast continues to entertain me on a weekly basis. So thank you as always. Yours truly from our listener. So I I understand what she's saying and she's right. It is controversial because uh, some people really, really, really believe in these things and think you shouldn't eat bread because, you know, bread, white flour turns to sugar in your blood. Think you shouldn't eat sugar, blah, blah, blah. Listen, we, our bodies are all different. We're all a yeah. different um, instrument. You know, mm-hmm. we have to figure out what we do, but I do think that diet fad culture is very scary. Mm-hmm. We wasn't, I just saw the other day, wasn't last month and I had no idea national eating disorder month. Yes, it was. We didn't even talk about it. I didn't even realize, mm-hmm. but that's a major problem. Every, we all know I have a, a, a very, um, <laughs> what's the word? <laughs> <laughs> uh, love hate relationship with food. I loves to eat it and Don't I hate all. not to. <laughs> but I'm trying to like change for health reasons mm-hmm. and for emotional reasons. We've talked about, you know, I'm trying not to eat meat and all these things. Um, we all have our own thing. But what I do know is that since I was a very small child, mm-hmm. dieting was a major part of my life because I've been Same. chubby since I was three. Same. So, you know, I've talked about how there were birthdays I got lose weight pills and lotions, like for my birthday, right? Because that's what family members were into. Um, It can be very harsh. And then when you get celebrities involved, which is where I'm moving next, (laughs) it can get really uh, scary. Because Mm -hmm. for some reason, when someone has a platform, we just believe everything they say. Am I right? Um, Maybe. A lot of people do. No, I know a lot of people do. 
um, when a celebrity endorses something, like mm -hmm. if JLo was like, I smack my face 75 mm -hmm. times a day, and that's why I look so young, <laughs> you couldn't get me to stop slapping my face. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> For real. I'd be like, I'll try it. Don't know if I believe in it. I'll just slap my face till till it's gone. Like, I'll do it. So I'm going to play this video. This is by someone I follow on Instagram, and I don't know why somebody told me to or something. Um, by Kara Lise. I don't know anything else that she posts, to be honest. Not to be mean. I just have a lot of stuff in my Instagram. But for some reason, I had the volume up, and it started playing. And so I'm going to share it with you guys because it's relative to this to this listener rant. So I'm going to play it real quick. Let's see. Okay. Let's talk for one second about the new book that Gwyneth Paltrow just endorsed called Intuitive Fasting. Duh. Here's my problem with this, you guys. It's National Eating Disorders Week. And what we need to understand is that most people, most women especially, have been taught to restrict their whole life. So when we talk about intuitive eating, we talk about learning to really listen to your body, right? To actually pay attention to your hunger cues and eat when you're hungry. Because a lot of us have not been taught that. We've been taught to eat according to a system or a diet, and we're addicted to diets. Literally like $95 billion is something like that is in the diet industry. So when we talk about intuitive eating, what we're really getting at is this place of getting free with our bodies knowing what our bodies need and then nourishing them in the way they need to be nourished, right? My issue with the intuitive fasting title is that literally it's saying, starve yourself, but do it intuitively. And in a week like this, where we are, we are really looking at uh, eating disorders and asking like, what has caused this systematic pandemic in our country for, for people to, to, be so uh, in broken relationship with food. And truthfully, it's messaging like this. It's messaging that tells you like, starve yourself, but do it intuitively. If you just do it intuitively, it's not called starving yourself. Anyways, that's my two cents on the book. I haven't read it. I will read it because why not? I'm fascinated by that stuff. But also one more thing to note is that fasting, intermittent fasting is a massive fad right now. It's a it's a massive fat. And the thing is, it's really, really beneficial for some bodies. But what we know across the board is no body is the same. We are all bio-individual. Every single body needs different things. And so what works for one person isn't going to work for another person. And so it's really important when we see things like this come up in the media that you you ask your own body, like, is that is that really going to be good for me? And listen to your body. I, I did intermittent fasting for a few months, a couple years ago, and it was awful for me. My blood sugar went crazy. I had all kinds of hormonal problems. It was so destructive for me. Again, that was my body. It might really work for you. But again, this is where we don't, we can't, <laughs> we can't blanket statement fasting as an intuitive thing. Not a good idea. So I just thought that was like kismet that that popped up in my feed mm -hmm. maybe five minutes before <laughs> before I read that, the, our listener rant. Um, so that's really interesting. You know, Listen, Gwyneth Paltrow has a candle that's called This Smells Like, like My vagina. vagina. Okay. I know. I know. She's crazy. But if <laughs> if people weren't still listening to her, then the, this, you know what I mean? She wouldn't yes. endorse that book. No, and, it's and, cuckoo. In, in fasting, I'll, I'll give myself 
as an example of that, I uh, unintuitively fast all the time. I get busy and I forget to eat. And I think when you look at a big girl, you go, she don't ever forget to eat. Uh Yes, I do. And then I I do. And then I make up for it later. Okay. Of course. (laughs) I'm the same way. It sends the message to my body that I'm starving. So Mm -hmm. it holds on to every bit of fat it has Mm -hmm. so it doesn't die. Right. Mm -hmm. So like, I'm like, I hardly ate anything this week and I didn't lose a pound. Well, no, because your body was scared to death that you were going into survival mode. You're already Sorry. mentally unstable. What's it supposed to think? Right? <laughs> I know. Anyway, I don't know the answers clearly. I mean, you've all seen me. But I, what I do know is I do think there is something to that. It's just like I'm going to relate it to plants because that's what's in my life right now. <laughs> there's all these instructions. There's all these people that will say water on the same day every week. Blah, 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 blah. You can't do that, guys. It's the truth. Each plant is different. And I literally have to go and look at my little planty and go, what do you need? What do I see? How is this different from the guy who's sitting beside you? Because it always will be even if they're the same kind of plant. Right. And that's the same with our bodies. All of our bodies are different. I've been on every diet on the planet. I lost a hundred pounds one time. That's a lot. Yes. I remember when you did, I lost 80 pounds from not eating for six months. Literally on a liquid diet. Literally you were on a completely liquid diet. Mm -hmm. Everybody's different. Everyone has a different relationship for food with food. I don't like this diet industry because those are not the answers and we always think it is. So anyway, I think everything that this listener said to us is so, I hope everybody thinks about it. Um, I love that she said trigger warning (laughs) diet talk. Um, I wish I took a picture of it before I put them all in my little free libraries around the hood. Um, I am not joking when I tell you I have almost every book that's ever come out, either because I bought it or it was given to me, not by choice. Um, And I had a doctor in the past who has answered everything was South Beach diet. Yeah. He just wanted that South Beach diet, okay? Yeah. But I'm telling you, from the flat belly diet to the Biggest Loser workout diet to uh, South Beach. What was Beach, that juice? What was paleo, that? Hollywood keto, juice. The Hollywood of, juice diet. Oh, my God. The grapefruit I tried juice. that when I was dirt poor because I was like, maybe yep. I wouldn't be dirt poor if I wasn't overweight. <laughs> Um, But I do think what this listener said, too, it's problematic. We have a long way to go with body acceptance. That's a huge thing because I Mm -hmm. think not only is it a health thing in taking care of our Mm -hmm. our God-given instruments, but also uh, body acceptance is what leads to a lot of this mania Mm -hmm. of I have to be too thin, I have to be. And I have had such a lifelong struggle uh, or battle with uh, what's healthy and what's not mm-hmm. and how my body works that I've actually screwed up my body. Like I think I've said before, and it's the literal truth. I don't understand. I don't comprehend in my brain what full is. I mm-hmm. never have. I know what stuffed is, but I think that's full. So I will eat until you have to take me out in a wheelbarrow if if I'm not aware, right? Because then I'm like... I'm finally full. Thank you. That was delicious. And I'm ready to be hauled out, right? 
I don't have the same trigger everybody else does that is like, oh, I've eaten enough, but I'm not ready to puke. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have it. I just don't. I know that about myself. So anyway, I don't have any answers. I don't know. Like, I don't have like, here's my main point and here's what you can do. I don't. I love that this listener wrote this in. I understand the diet anger (laughs) for sure. I do think that a lot of it comes from body acceptance. It's something Mm -hmm. for all of us to think about. And if any of you listeners want to, you know, write in anything else to kind of piggyback on that, Mm -hmm. do an update. We'll do an update corner or whatever. Don't go buy that book, guys. I I don't think Gwyneth Paltrow wrote it. I honestly didn't even look it up. Oh, God. She makes me roll my eyes. But if she's endorsing it, that's about money. Uh, don't do it. <laughs> and leave the jade thank- eggs out of your hoo-ha. No kidding. And thank right. you for writing that in, listener. We appreciate it very much. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Okay, we have another rant from a listener. First of all, thank you guys very much because we got a lot of messages with oh, good. rants and raves this week to the point where yeah. we have some uh, for next week, too. That does not Yay. mean for you to stop sending them at oh, all please. times, at any time. Send away. We're always looking for your opinions and content that is relevant to you and to your area. Okay, this is an essential worker rant. Hey ladies, I love you both and listening to the podcast always makes my days better. I love Dana's previous podcast, AWP, and was so excited when she started a new one. I've been listening from the beginning and finally decided to write in my rant. Here it goes. Yes. (laughs) I've been an essential worker for the entirety of the pandemic. I work at a massive retail chain that sells groceries and basically everything else you could want. Think Target's redneck cousin. (laughs) So on top of the store not regulating how many people are allowed into the store anymore, they also will not force anybody to wear a mask. Mm. That makes me livid. (sighs) We cannot even tell people to put on a mask or to pull it up all the way. But the customers will not stay away from us that is in capital letters with Mm -hmm. exclamation points yeah four of them they tend to social distance from each other but apparently because we wear the store vest that rule doesn't apply customers will come within inches of my face and pull their mask down to ask a question they pull their masks down cough in their hands and then touch everything they touch your shoulder Absolutely not. Or physically move you out of the way if they need something in front of you. Who does that? I don't know. They insert themselves between you and the shelf so that they are basically standing on my feet. I'm sorry if you're close enough for me to smell your nasty ass perfume. Back the F up. Yes. All of this would bother me even if it weren't for the pandemic. But seriously. These people have no respect for the health and safety of those around them, and I cannot stand it. Mm -hmm. The worst part is, if I want to keep my job and be able to pay my bills, I just have to take it. I can't say a word, and the company doesn't care enough about its employees to do anything to help us. Mm -hmm. Sorry this was a bit long. I wanted to email it, but couldn't for the life of me remember if the email address had a the in front of it or not. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) Even if you don't read this on the podcast, it felt good to just rant it out. 
Now I'm going to take my cleansing breath and go back into work and try to survive another day. Love you, ladies. Keep doing what you do. Listener oh. from Santa Clarita, California. All right, Santa Clarita. I'm looking at your name and I love you. <laughs> okay. We are so, so on your side. Uh, my husband's an essential worker. That's so right. I'm mm -hmm. sending you mad props, A, for what you do and deal with every time you go into work and the burden you have to carry when you leave because of the aggravation, stress, and panic over mm -hmm. people like you just mentioned. Yes. It's my husband luckily works for a company that is extremely good about regulating people in the store mask wearing all of that mm -hmm. stuff which is just not tolerated by them they are absolutely put the safety of their customers and their employees first but let me tell you something i really relate and i feel you girl because still they have people to this day we're a year in that protest on a daily basis at different yeah. locations throwing a fit, taking their mask off, claiming a health problem, citing some bullshit that they have printed on a wrinkled piece of paper. It's all bullshit. It's all a lie. And again, it is so rude and inconsiderate. You don't like it. Get your freaking stuff delivered or go to right. a store that doesn't give a crap. How dare you put other people's safety in danger? Exactly. I'm so and sorry that you have to deal with that. I am too. And listen, we say all the time, we are not a political podcast. This to me is not political. No, this is not political. We need, we are trying to get this vaccine mm -hmm. out there. We are mm -hmm. trying to get this in check. We have to take care of each other in the meantime. Mm -hmm. uh, I have someone within my family who works for a security company mm -hmm. that works for a redneck target, probably the same, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Uh, I can't tell you how many times like there he is afraid mm -hmm. like this person and his loved one, his his partner mm -hmm. are afraid um, because people get physically violent with him. Yes. When they are told you have you can't come in yep. unless you wear a mask or yep. you have to pull your mask up. People are physically violent. And so he, their bosses told them, don't push too hard. Now, <laughs> is that. I don't understand. How can Correct. we be how can we be operating as humans like this? Like don't push too hard about your own safety and the safety of others because someone might get violent with you. Mm -hmm. There's a problem. Yep. There's a real problem. If you don't want to follow the whatever the societal rules are right now because we are in a position that we haven't ever been in our in our living generation, right. then you stay home and you order online. Mhm. Mm it's just that simple because totally. then you don't have to fight with anybody. They don't have to fight with you. You're not in their space making them feel scared mm -hmm. or angry. Like just cut it all out mm -hmm. and order your groceries. You don't have to wear your mask at home. Yep. Also the fact that people act like a, and use the bullshit excuse that it's taking away their freedom. Mm -hmm. I, I, we're not even going to touch on that. Okay. No, you wear a seatbelt. <laughs> It's so ridiculous. Also, these days, don't you want to get in and out of the store? I don't know about you. I'm not interested in being surrounded by strangers. I, <laughs> I don't go in unless I have to. It's absolutely cuckoo town. And for people to act like that is 
inconveniencing them or taking away their freedom. How dare you? How dare also, you? How about when you see people in line in countries where the government has literally gone fully corrupt and people are waiting in line for hours in the hopes to get a loaf of bread as the mm -hmm. only option for food to feed their families like what was going on in Argentina recently over mm -hmm. the last couple of years? Are you kidding me? Mm hmm. You can go, you have the option to go and buy food, uh, whatever your heart desires, and have mm -hmm. clean water, and you're going to complain that you're wearing a fucking mask in I a know. store? It just doesn't make any sense. And if it's not your desire and you don't want to do it, fine. But at least respect what other people's are. Like, Correct. we all know none of us want you close to us. She no. works there because she has to pay her bills, okay? Yes. Yes. She did not sign up to have you touch her, mm -mm. pull your mask down to mm -mm. ask a question. She mm -mm. can hear you. And if she can't, you know what? I'll bet you anything. She'd run and get a piece of paper so you could write it down. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you don't have to pull that mask down. What's wrong with you? What do you think the purpose of the mask is? So that your spit droplets and, and germies don't get into my body. And uh -huh. you're going to pull that. You're going to pull that. You're just going to open the door. And and shoo your yucks into me? <clears throat> I feel like I, I can't so. fully say, but I also experienced this at a job that I had this past week, and I'm real tired of it. I'm real mm -hmm. tired of having to me look like I'm showing my ass because you better believe I don't keep quiet about it, and I'm not nice about it either. Mm -hmm. <laughs> It's just at this point, it's just a big f you to somebody. Yeah. Yep. If you're not if you're not following what we've all decided mm -hmm. is maybe or maybe not the safest. Does it matter? No. It's what we desire. We've all as a society decided we need to wear masks because we think that that's more safe. Correct. You can throw all your science at me at you want that you want to. You're not changing my mind. Right. But we've all decided this. So get on board or move away. Like mm -hmm. and when I say move away, I mean into a cave in the mountains where you don't have anybody. <laughs> <laughs> There's plenty of caves. There's plenty of caves, guys. Go live there. <laughs> so I was at um, an outdoor planty place this last week, and uh, they only let in four people at a time, I mm -hmm. think. And it's all open air, um, but it's a relatively compact area because it's plants, mm -hmm. you know, so they don't let many people in. You have to wear mm -hmm. masks, whatever. And there was an elderly woman in front of me. She was probably in her 70s, maybe mid to late 70s, you know, older, adorable. And she turned around to me and she said, I'm sorry, would you mind backing up a little bit? Um, I really don't get out and I'm nervous. And she said they were not on their right mark and we got it's we got kind of bunched up here. And mm. we're we were probably six feet apart, uh, she and I, but she wanted to back away from them more. Mm -hmm. And so that would require me backing up more. And I looked at her and I said, are you kidding me? Of course. No mm -hmm. problem. She goes, oh, thank you, honey. I was nervous to ask. You know, people get sensitive. And I was like, you don't have to worry about it. Whatever makes you. I said, I'll go to the street corner if that makes you comfortable. I'm not worried about it. <laughs> and I did. I just backed up. And what did that yes. take away from me? Nothing. 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 It's just yep. that simple. And I don't, we don't have to be mad at somebody. Mm -mm. Because they might be more nervous than we are. 
I don't know what her living situation is. I don't know what her health situation is. I don't know who's in her family and who she's around. She is probably more scared for legitimate reasons that I don't have in my life. Mm -hmm. It is not that hard for me to back up. (laughs) Exactly. I'm not going to be mad about it. Also, when people argue and fight, you're just prolonging the time that everyone has to be there. So you're, again, just adding coals on the fire, right? God, yes. (sighs) Give me that cleansing breath. Yeah, let's get on. We're already (laughs) four hours into this. Uh, We like to do a cleansing breath. If you're new here, you can listen to a past episode and see why. We just want to get like out with the bad and in with some good. So let's take Mm -hmm. it. Ah. (laughs) That was nice. Oh, yeah. Those were some good rants this week. I know. Thank you, listeners. Thank you very much. I wish I had, like, every time we get a rant from a listener, I wish I had the, like, well, here's the answer and here's how to make it better. (laughs) There's just not. And if there was one, I guarantee you Dana Renee Powell ain't the one that's going to give it to you. (laughs) (laughs) But it's interesting to talk about. It makes everybody else think and inspires uh, Mm -hmm. thought and interaction with others in our own small groups of people. So anyway. Totally. Should we move on to corner? Let's do it. You're up first. I'm up first with corners. This is a kindness of strangers corner. Customer raises money for his favorite fast food worker. I love these kind of stories mm-hmm. so much. It's not just the extra crispy recipe and the flaky buttery biscuits that keeps Toronto man Jason Schweitzer, 39, returning to his KFC restaurant year after year. I also like their coleslaw. <laughs> he and his mother have been weekly regulars at the franchise since he was five years old, where he befriended a KFC worker named Amelia. Amelia, 70, has been working with the company for close to 50 years. Unreal. Starting in 1975. Amelia would have given fries to her young friend. Oh, Amelia would give extra fries to her young friend, always being in a friendly, funny, hospitable demeanor. He shared that Amelia has no family or children of her own and that she's originally from Portugal and didn't speak English when she immigrated to the United States. She always encouraged him to get an education. When Schweitzer recently witnessed an upset customer verbally berating his friend, why? It's chicken. 70-year-old woman. Right? Verbally berating his friend, he realized how difficult it must have been for her to work in the service industry for all the years she has. Witnessing this encounter motivated Schweitzer to give Amelia the recognition he felt she deserves. He started a GoFundMe fundraiser for her, hoping to offset the costs of transportation, PPE, and medical costs during COVID-19 as she's been working on the front lines. The fundraiser has raised over $25,000, and Schweitzer can't wait to surprise Amelia, planning to knock on her front door with the money. Aww, you guys. It's so lovely. It's that person that most everyone else Literally, their eyes and heart just sweep by. Give me mm-hmm. my chicken, I'm gone, right? Mm-hmm. This guy saw a human. We can't forget that, you guys. We're all people. Oh, we can't forget. We can't forget that. We cannot forget that we are humans. 
Like these are not just stick robots that hand no. you your food. These are not stick robots checking you out at the grocery. These are not no one that does anything that is of service for you is nobody. Please right. remember that. Please and remember like you said, lives. It's chicken. It's, it's fast chicken. food. It's getting something in a jiffy. Like how dare you? You know what people go through that work any kind of service job, meaning you're dealing with people and their crap and having to clean up after that and everything else that goes with it. And a 70-year-old mm -hmm. woman who's busted her ass for 50 years should be treated with dignity and respect as a human being. Well, here's a quote from Schweitzer that I think is good. He, he referring to the person that was- KFC better match this GoFundMe PS. She's been there 50 years. That's my two cents. No kidding. He was quite rude to her. I stepped back and minded my business, but I thought- how could someone still be here working after all these years? You have to deal with the good people, the bad people, the grumpy people. She still stood there and smiled and wished that person have a great day. Oh, my God. Of course she did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is precious. So this mm -hmm. story I didn't say at the beginning, I'm sorry, is from Tank's Good News, who we love. Mm -hmm. It's written by Abigail Racine. Um so there's the information on that. Anyway, what a lovely story. And I hope Jason Schweitzer gets his kindness back tenfold. Because okay. it's, it's lovely. And I also love that he, I love the relationship that they had from him seeing her on a weekly basis since he was a kid. Like that's oh, very special. Quote from him specifically relating to that. Are you mm -hmm. ready? When you grow up and you recognize a face, it becomes a part of your mind space. I would always ask my mom, is the funny lady there? Is the funny lady there? Like she had on this guy. She mm -hmm. had an on a child who became a man. Yeah. And she didn't even know. Right. I love it. She was just being a good person. I love that she would give <laughs> her french fries. I do too. <laughs> so cute. It's so cute. Oh, what a great corner. It's a great corner. The kindness of strangers corner. I love that. <laughs> I love that corner, Jessica. Oh, great. Okay, you're up next. All right, you guys. This is uh, Weirdo of the Week. You're weird. You're so very weird. Bring you Yes. It's been a while, you guys. And uh, this is coming to us via longtime friend and a longtime listener, a friend of mine and Dana's, Mr. John Conroy, sending us some great corners these days. Okay. So I did not look at your corner ahead of time because sometimes I like to be surprised. Uh huh. I just now looked at the title <laughs> of the article. I'm dying. And the fact that it came from our friend John Conroy makes so much sense to me because anytime you say that he sent us something, I'm like, I cannot wait. <laughs> <laughs> it's fantastic. Okay. okay. This is from the New York Post. This did just happen two days ago, y'all, on February 26th. This is by Hannah Sparks. Woman uses her own thong. As mask after nearly being kicked out of store for not wearing one. Oh, my God. Okay. 
I mean, I threw up in my mouth when I read that. <laughs> Don't get caught with your pants down. Unless, of course, you need a face mask and a jiffy. Uh -huh. A woman in South Africa avoided getting thrown out of a pick-and-pay supermarket by using her panties as a mask. Oh my God. Smartphone camera footage obtained by Newsflash caught the bizarre interaction in which the store guard asked the maskless woman who was waiting with her cart of groceries in the checkout line to put on a face mask or leave the store. Having no mask handy, which that's on her, y'all. That's we, on her. No more. Oh, I didn't know. I forgot. And Having also, no, there's, always, there's always a crazy person nearby that has 16 extra masks in their car, Dana. Okay. You can, if anyone near me ever said, anyone have a mask? I would be like, absolutely. Come with me. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Having no mask handy. The resourceful renegade, gross, you're no. giving her way too much credit, uh -huh. mm -hmm. objects before pausing, presumably the moment a light bulb went off in her head. In the next moment, the cheeky customer can be seen reaching up beneath her paisley printed skirt, then pulling her black thong underwear down her legs and up to her face, where she placed... <laughs> placed it in a way as to cover her nose and mouth. Mm -hmm. Happy, she asks sarcastically. An astonished onlooker can be seen, can be heard uttering, good Lord, from behind the camera. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, another shopper standing in line behind the now pantsless woman encouraged the stunt. Well, personally, I find it acceptable. It is a mask, she says. And quite frankly, I think the bacteria on your knickers is less than on the mask. I'm well done to you, she adds with a congratulatory clap. Brilliant. However, internet that critics... That was grandma, right? I'm actually really mad that I didn't do my amazing South African accent as I read this, but you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. Oh, you can start now. Pick it up, pick it up now. <laughs> Just pick it up now, Jessica. However, internet critics weren't so impressed. Come on now, grow up. What must your family think? Asked one Facebook user, according to Newsflash. Oh my God, I feel like I'm in South Africa right now. <laughs> <laughs> this makes me sick. She is aware of the law worldwide. We yep. have a serious virus. Yep. And she thinks a G-string will save her. Well, that remains to be seen now, doesn't it? You pig. Yes, you are I, a pig. How no. dare you do that? Say, for her to say, are you happy now? Yeah, actually, I am. If you're mm -hmm. going to be so rude as to not again like we said just mm -hmm. follow whatever the social norms are that literally are not hurting anyone if mm -hmm. this was dangerous to someone it would be maybe a different story right. but if that if your choice is to go ahead and breathe in your own punani mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. instead of getting a mask then mm -hmm. yeah i am happy why don't you while you're at it go ahead and stick your head up your punani and we'll all be happy we don't <laughs> have to deal with you anymore like if you I... If you want to rub your new not part germs all over your face, I guess that's your prerogative. Just don't be blowing what nasty germs I know now you have because you're willing to do that at me. I know you're dirty if you're willing to put your magic kingdom slide over your face. No, magic no, no, no. <laughs> 
It's so gross. But I have told you one time that my mama gave her underwear to me. Did I tell you that? I don't know. I was going in for surgery. So mm -hmm. random fact about me, I was born with a tumor in the corner of my eye and I had to have it removed when I was 13. And um, yeah, that's fun. We can really dissect that sometime. <laughs> Sounds like a blast. Uh, it was very uneventful. <laughs> But I didn't it know that. Or anything, but I could squeeze, I could pull my eye like this and make it pop out at people, which was cool. Oh. And so there was a time, I'm trying to remember, I've had so many surgeries in my life because of my stupid arm, but my first surgeries were my eye. And at the time, they did not allow you to wear, they allowed you to wear panties if they were cotton, but not satin, right? When you go hmm. under. And I lost my mind. I was like, mom, I can't go under without panties i'm so mm -hmm. scared i can't do it right so she went to the bathroom and traded panties with me because i wore my one and only satin pair of panties i owned at that time hilarious i was a definite cotton girl for many years never had satins i had one pair of satins in case i need to be fancy <laughs> <laughs> and i wore those stupid satins and my mama traded panties with me. I know it's so gross. It's but I disgusting. So I'm not going to try to pretend and be like, that's cute. That's sweet. I that's threw up. Scared. No, that's how scared <laughs> I was. And the fact that my mama was willing to do it just speaks volumes about how much she loves me. <laughs> yes. I'm going to tell you something. I am such a freak about underwear. Not about bras, socks, anything else. Underwear. I refuse to wear anyone's underwear, including my mother's. Uh -huh. And my mom like launders her stuff like every other day. She does a load of laundry. I will not wear Jessica. What? It was a one-time thing. I don't go around. I understand that, but do you know what happens when I've been without underwear for various reasons and various circumstances? I go commando. Okay. No, didn't want to. I didn't want to. But can we please just both agree? I didn't put them on my face. I'm going to tell you something horrifying. When my mom lived in an apartment complex years ago, somebody, not once, not twice, but thrice times, stole her underwear out of her laundry in the building's laundry machine. Three times they opened it up and pulled out any of her underwear. They left the rest of her clothes. But you know there's nothing sexier than them granny panties. Wow, that's so weird. Yeah, it's real weird and real gross, and I'm not okay with it. I hope that woman had a yeast infection, and by putting it, it on her face, gave Stop. herself thrush from the tip of her tongue down to the end of her esophagus. Jessica! <laughs> you pig. You have not gotten this angry in so long. <laughs> I am furious about it. You want to be into your fetish? Do it at home. You don't do it in a bloody supermarket. I'll dare you. I'm not kidding. You have to close your eyes a little bit or your eyeballs are going to pop out. <laughs> <laughs> so angry about it. What a crazy person. And also, who is she hurting besides herself? Like, you're not, is this not, I'm like, yeah, I am happy. Your face is covered. Move along. Move also, along. Yes. That's also somebody who loves attention. Like, clearly, she got off on taking her underwear off in front of a store full of people. Yeah. She would be the one at a bar toasting as everybody calls her pussy yes. face. Like, she would be proud of it. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. I hope no children are listening. <laughs>
Uh, what a crazy yeah. person. <laughs> and also, oh, that all of a sudden come to your mind. You go, knowing that you don't want a mask, knowing somebody's going to tell you, knowing you're going to pull your panties out. Like, this was mm-hmm. a whole uh, one-person PR stunt for herself. So, yep. good for you, lady. Hope you hope you enjoyed yourself. Yeah. All right. Should we move on into raves? Oh, we need to. Yeah, we do. (laughs) Okay, I'm up first. And I'm going to talk about something that we've talked about before, we've raved about before. You guys know I have such a a place in my heart for special books by special kids. Mm -hmm. You can find them on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, SBSK. Um, So I'm just going to read word for word a post that they put out this week because I thought it was really, really lovely. Yes. Um, So this is from Special Books by Special Kids. Also, quick reminder, really quick, you guys, we did talk about them before. If you are new to our show, please, you can find them very easily on YouTube, I think Facebook too, but definitely on Instagram and YouTube. And they're whole mission is to normalize people with any kind of disability or any any difference that's not what we call normal and as we've said a million times what the hell is normal okay there is no norm or normal so please um it's so important the work they're doing trying to no pun intended normalize different things from genetic disorders disabilities the whole gamut it's amazing what they're doing Anything that is not normative behavior ticks uh you know autism all of these things they they deal with that deformities Mm -hmm. um genetic um what do you call um mutations Mm -hmm. mutations everything like that it's they're it's beautiful they're amazing so he says, my phone just informed me it has been exactly a year since Alyssa and I snapped this photo on our last big SBSK trip. So you can go to their Instagram and see that, or we can post it, whatever. Uh, at that point, I did not know we would be unable to film in person for a long time. So he and his wife, they travel all over and they interview these people in person. They become friends with them. They become almost a part of their lives and family. Mm-hmm really special. And they haven't been able to do that because of the pandemic. I feel nothing but gratitude when looking at this picture. It reminds me of all the love and support we've received over the last 365 days. Like many others, when the world first changed so drastically last year, I was anxious. I wondered how SBSK could adapt. It turns out I was severely underestimating our community and the commitment that you all hold for our mission. Hmm. Our community has continued to support our virtual interviews while appreciating the hundreds of previous SBSK videos. In addition to supporting SBSK's content, with your help, we have raised over $400,000 since the shutdown. Amazing. For people who have been featured on SBSK. So they raised all that money and gave it to people that they've featured. Mm-hmm. Uh, this includes grants for living and medical expenses. Come on. I guess the point of this post is to thank everybody. It's still uncertain exactly when we will be able to film in person again, but it seems like it's getting pretty darn close. As we return to filming in person at some point this year, we do so with the knowledge that it is not just us traveling and meeting so many people. Behind us is an entire community who support our mission 
in the good times and in the tough times. Hmm. The world to Alyssa and me, we thank you and we will see you soon. So please guys, if you get a chance, I'm just going to say it again, check them out. SBSK, special books, special kids, learn their story. Um, I just love that he recognizes they're the mouthpiece. They're the, they're the Mm -hmm. ones that go around, but the community is, is what really makes the difference. It, it, It really does. I just, I love that they've been able to continue their mission during this time. Mm-hmm. I love what their mission is. Um, so please check them out again if you can. And also while we're on it, I started following the Autistic Cats, which is a group mm. of um, uh, college age kids uh, with autism at various varying levels mm-hmm. who are going to college and they are Amazing. documenting. They also live together. They're documenting their experiences. Some of them have ticks. Some of them don't. Some of them stem. Some of them. Um, have emotional issues and they're very vulnerable and open about everything because they want to be able to be integrated into our society, even though they have some, you know, non-normative behaviors. Mm-hmm. They're very open. They're very honest. It's really great. The autistic cats. I love them. Ooh, I love that. Yeah. Special books by special kids. Always. There's not one video you will not a love and b fall in love with the person mm-hmm. and learn. Just learn because all we know is like ourselves and what Mm -hmm. we consider normalcy. Well, they're normal in their way, right? So anyway, it's beautiful, beautiful. I love this couple. They've dedicated message. Check them out. Um, celebrate them, hope if you can. Um, but also just learn. Totally. Thank you, Dana. Sure. That was lovely. And we will absolutely link to their YouTube. This rave is from a listener. And I love this. And uh, I have a friend who's a a Jeep lover who I know is going to hear this and be all about this. This group, the Mid-South Jeep Club, has really stepped in to help our hospitals keep functioning and providers keep our providers safe in this unexpected snowstorm. So, you know, recently, obviously, the country was like blanketed, massive snowstorms. Texas, we know how bad things were there, obviously. I mean, right now in Oklahoma, Jessica, my mm -hmm. sister was in Oklahoma. Uh, they're trying to thaw out the alligators that got frozen into gator pop. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. It's seriously crazy. And I'm sure that's never happened there. Not in our lifetime. That's for sure. Yeah. We in the Memphis area are pretty unprepared for the snow and ice that got dumped on us as are so many regions now. So folks stepping in with their valuable time and tools to help others feel safe is extraordinary. This club made themselves available to provide a safe ride to complete strangers to and from their hospital jobs for free. I even had a friend ask on Facebook for help to get her meds from the pharmacy. This is Kismet. And a girlfriend of one of the Jeep Club's members contacted him and made sure she got her prescription in between shuttling healthcare workers. Uh, both parties, good on you for asking, good on you for helping. I yep. love it. Yep. You guys always say this, but it is another testament to using your talents and interests, no matter what they may be, in service to your community. Yeah. So I'm going to read a little bit of this article. Um, 
It's fantastic. And let me tell you something from growing up in Atlanta, if we got a snowstorm, which everybody prayed for once, we'd get one snow day a year. If we got three inches of snow, it may as well have been three feet. When you live in areas that are not used to that and do not have salt trucks and plows and everything else, Mm -hmm. it completely shuts everything down. Yeah. While most of us have watched the weather drama from home, Tanya Hobbs, her husband Bart, and 130 of their best friends in the Mid-South Jeep Club have been burning three and four tanks of gas a day getting doctors and nurses to work. We are refusing donations. This is our way of giving back and trying to keep the hospitals staffed during the pandemic, said Matt Savard, a member of the club, and this week at least running public relations for a group that is usually happy hovering beneath the radar. We got drivers running almost 24 hours at this point. We have had over 3,000 ride requests and driven over 2,000. That's Mm -hmm. since Monday, February 15th, a day or so after they were celebrating a quiet Valentine's weekend in Eureka Springs, Arkansas, and could see what was coming. Wow. My husband said, if this hits us at home, these Jeepers need to get ready. (laughs) It's quite a long article, so I will keep it short and sweet, but... I'm going to link to this article. I love it. There's pictures of the people riding the Jeep. Like there's one that's a lady standing there next to a nurse. I can see her blue scrubs peeking out, taking her to St. Jude's Children's Research Mm -hmm. Hospital. We all know how amazing St. Jude's is. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just fantastic. The fact that people are doing this for strangers and making sure that these people can get to and from work. It really brings tears to my eyes. This is what we're always talking about. It's incredible. And again, who thought they would have ever needed this? So I love when people who have the means get resourceful and it's like, I want to help. What can we do? Hey, people are stuck in their cars or at home. We'll offer rides and people took them up on it. They used their passion, their something they enjoy, like the listener said, and made it a way to service their community. Like how much better can that be for everyone involved? Exactly. I love that so very much. I love it. And thank you for sending that in. That really, really uh, put a smile on our face. So thank you. For sure. Oh, that's so cool. They're still good. They're still good. Yep. They're still good. I watched a video of some guys rescuing a swan out at the ice yesterday, and I was like, they're still good people, and I cried. (laughs) (laughs) And nothing bad had happened to me. I don't know why I need to say they're still good people. Nobody attacked me. I don't (laughs) – but that's what I felt. Jessica. Dana. I think that's our show. I think it is. I mean, are you guys, is it Friday when you're listening to this now? Because we're going to release on Tuesday, I hope. Uh, Is it Friday? That's my fault. That's my bad. I apologize that I talk so much, but that's why I have a podcast. (laughs) Ah, At the end of our show, I usually like to have a point to ponder. I'm sorry that it, that I said I wasn't going to talk long at the top. And then I talked for 45 minutes and cried and didn't give her trigger warning. Listen, there could be a whole list of Dana mistakes today. Let's all just accept that. That happens all the time. Um, I think every episode is a trigger warning. So let's just <laughs> put that blanket out there. It might be. So each week I like to to kind of have a point to ponder. I also like to talk about like what I'm watching, what I'm doing or whatever and ask Jessica too sometimes. So uh, <laughs> are you watching anything important you need to share? I will say this is also kismet. 
Uh, did you watch the Vice documentary about the thong song? Because it was fascinating. It's on Instagram. <laughs> it's like 15 minutes. They have these short little docs they do, right? I only lasted about two minutes. I'm going to Jessica, and you missed all the fascinating parts. I'm not even joking. Like the way life works is so insane to me. And also the fact that Cisco, I think of him like he's an eye roller for me, even though I can bounce to whatever. Mm -hmm. But I'm telling you that guy's got some genius in there. He does. And he and it's talked about in that documentary where I was like, yeah, no, I wouldn't have went out and hired Star Wars violinists. Oh, my God. I mean, it was incredible. So anyway, you can be Team Jessica and not watch or you can be Team (laughs) Dana and see the magic that happened with the thong song. On Instagram, you can find it. Just look up Vice. <laughs> the story behind the thong song. It's fascinating. Oh it's so cool, too, because even the producers, one of the producers goes, like, I knew we had a hit on our hands. And at the same time, I was like, how am I going to show my mama the thong? <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> anyway, Jessica didn't like it. I also want to, I don't think there's anything on TV I've been watching. Oh, I did watch a really weird movie called The Endless about these two brothers. It's kind of a sci-fi horror. Mm-hmm. These two brothers get out of a cult when they're young and then mm-hmm. go back to visit when they're grown up. Oh. Super slow roll. It's a real slow roll. You have to be in a certain mood, but it gets creepy. There's that. But mostly what I wanted to talk about is you guys, I've mentioned this podcast before and I'm going to say it again, Choiceology. Mm -hmm. I was kind of catching up on some podcasts this morning as I was watering my planties. (laughs) And this one was super interesting to me because it's called A Bundle of Nerves with guests Allison Wood, Brooks, and Steve, somebody dot, 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 because I don't have it opened up my thing. Um, But it is this specific one is talking about when you get nervous to do something. So they do talk about performance Mm -hmm. anxiety relating to if you're a musician or a singer or performer of any kind, but also anxiety um, for things you have to do at work, like when you have to give a presentation or whatever. Anyway, talking about how to reappraise that anxiety and nerves, you can have an emotional reappraisal. reappraisal. And I said to my girlfriend, to Kate, I told you I sent it to her. I said, Mm -hmm. emotional reappraisal. I think that is why I audition well when people who are more talented than me sometimes don't. I've always been excited to show casting directors what I can do. So I do have nerves, but I don't label them as nerves. Mm -hmm. I label them as I'm so excited. Mm -hmm. And that affects you. It really, really does. Studies show that mindset changes how you perform. So they did this study where they told every, they had a group of people and some of them, they had to come in and they would ask them, how do you feel? They, they would say, you're going to have to sing, don't Mm -hmm. stop believing in front of this whole group. Everybody had to sing, don't stop believing by journey. Don't stop believing. Right? Not Mm -hmm. an easy song. And they made some of them say, they would ask them how they felt. They made some of them say, I feel nervous. Some of them say, I feel excited, right? Mm -hmm. The people who said, I feel excited always did better. Mm -hmm. It was just a mindset thing. It's focusing on the opportunities in a situation, then what could go wrong? Anyway, Mm -hmm. Choiceology, a bundle of nerves. Look it up, guys. It's a great, it's a great podcast all around, but I just thought that was really cool. Love it. Um, So there's that. And then lastly, brought, brought a little fact just want you guys to ponder this over the week. Uh, maybe send me more information because I sure as heck didn't know this was real. 
Jessica, did you mm-hmm. know that chickens have earlobes? That what does? Chickens have earlobes. No. I'm going to send you this picture because it shows you four different chickens and all their earlobes. Chickens do have earlobes. They're hidden by feathers on the side of their head. The color of the lobe varies with breed. Okay. Ranging from white to almost black. Chickens with white earlobes lay white eggs exclusively. While birds with dark earlobes lay brown. You're welcome. Think about that all week. (laughs) Who knew chickens had earlobes? I didn't. I didn't either. (laughs) Jessica, I enjoy you. I enjoy you immensely. We'll be back next week. Yes, we will. Hopefully my state of mind will be better. Oh, before we go, uh, let's tell you guys how to get in touch with us since that has not been mentioned once throughout this entire insanity. Please find us on Instagram and Facebook. (laughs) Oh my God, I, my brain isn't working today. Please find us on Instagram and Facebook at the Rants and Raves Podcast, on Twitter at raves underscore the. Email us directly at the Rants and Raves Podcast at Gmail. See what we did there? It definitely is case sensitive. Our name is the Rants and Raves Podcast, no matter where you look for us. Also, you can find it through the contact button on our website, www.therantsandravespodcast.com. Thank you for your love and support for your messages. Keep in touch with us. We love it. And we hope you all are doing well. Absolutely. Also, I just want to say it's 12 o'clock noon and I haven't had breakfast. Okay. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Love you, Jessica. Love you too. Bye. Bye.